and welcome to the podcast. My name is Vince. And I'm Tom. In this episode, we're going to chat about how small businesses can better establish an online presence. So Vince, in your freelance time, you've worked with a bunch of small businesses, and I wanted to pick your brain this episode, try and gain some insight into how small businesses can grow their online presence or better improve their online presence. As someone who has over half a dozen clients under his belt, uh, hopefully I can offer some insight and perspective on some of your questions. Uh, I'm always learning. I always put myself in that mindset where I'm always, I always can do better. I can always learn. So if you want to fire away with your questions, go ahead. Perfect. We'll jump right in. So one that comes to mind, I see this a lot with businesses is a blog. And, you know, as I started to get into tech myself, more interest in business, I'll be honest, I didn't really understand why a lot of companies had blogs. Uh, there was, it, in tech, it was a little different. I was very interested in that, but I would see businesses blogging about almost anything and everything, and I just did not understand why. Do you have any kind of insight as to what a blog brings to a business? Yeah, absolutely. So blogs are very, very beneficial. And a lot of times I'll recommend them for clients as well. In terms of a blog itself, followers of a specific business or customers, uh, they may like to engage and, and read about what this company is talking about. But for the most part, the reason I specifically will recommend a blog for a company is not even for the users to read it actually it's more for the SEO benefits so as you know Tom being a front-end developer Google likes fresh content a blog itself you'll see a lot of companies using them and I know what you mean like sometimes you're like what's the purpose here like is anybody even reading this and a lot of times they're not but that's not really the reason why the company is using the blog the real reason is for SEO purposes so by having a blog, and I believe I tend to recommend clients have at, at least one a month, but I do see some people do two a month. Um, and just by doing that, you have that fresh content, which Google likes a lot, right? So uh, it helps it helps your ranking in, the, in search engines. So you'll see companies put out a blog once a month. Um, usually it's related to their field. You know, of course it's great, if they're uh, if people are actually reading them and sharing them because what that does is that helps with a uh, page authority and uh, backlinks um, so the more people sharing your content is obviously more beneficial to your site and, and of course more traffic that comes to your website from that yeah that's that's really interesting I honestly it kind of blows my mind how much goes into that because as somebody, again, I just look at it and see a blog. Oh, cool. The company's writing about, you know, something they're doing. And to see kind of the other side, how it's benefiting the business and everything it's bringing in is just, uh, it's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and more so than that, it's it's not just random words that are written on on the blog, right? These are researched keywords in this blog. So it's very, a lot of work goes into it. Um, which is funny to say, especially if there's a blog like no one's reading, but it doesn't matter. See, if you're searching, just use um, 
one of my clients, for example, is a, an auto detailer. Uh, so they put out, you know, um, top 10 ways to clean your car this summer. You know, in that blog, which is could be anywhere from 500 words to 2,000 words, these are researched keywords that are, you know, whether they're long tail keywords or short keywords, these keywords are very important because this is what people are searching. You know, research went in to see what people are searching. Uh, how do I clean the interior of my car? You know, so that word interior is in that blog um, very purposefully. And so, um, yeah, this all helps with ranking. So moving on to the next question is social media and how important that is to a business. And kind of a, a secondary question to that is, depending on your business, are you going to focus on a certain social media platform more than others? Absolutely. So, you know what? Let's have a let's do a little experiment here. So, why don't you pick just pick a random industry, make up a business, and then we'll, uh, we'll play around with that idea. Sure. So, um, I decided to open up Tom's Bakery. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So. Yeah, so the business itself, um, now bakery is interesting because I can see that having a wide range uh, in terms of a demographic. Okay, so before we jump into that, you start with social media. So I generally don't think it's a good idea to sort of be the jack of all trades and jump on every media social media platform at once. I feel like you should take one or two and get a good handle on that and get some traction before you start branching onto others. So... Uh, one good one to start usually is Facebook because um, obviously you know the Facebook has Facebook business pages so with that you know you can start getting some traction you can start checking the insights on that and you get a lot of great insight from the metrics actually and you can see uh, right down to your demographic of what age group you know which gender where you're getting the most engagement so once you start getting those numbers and start getting that data uh, you can actually start to branch off even more to a different platform. So generally, and this isn't like black or white, but Facebook tends to be an older audience. Um, whereas let's say something like Instagram has more of a, I would say a younger audience for sure. So depending on, I guess you would say, Tom, your brand, your brand and how you decide to market that brand. Is it like, you know, a bakery that's like, reminiscent of you know mom and pop like what mom used to bake depending how you're branding it will have a huge impact on the core audience the demographic and the people that are starting to engage more with your content so let's say you did brand it as sort of like more of a mom's bakery like what mom used to make growing up so that actually would probably hit really well in uh, on Facebook bakery I see Pinterest would be a huge one Pinterest is actually very good uh, I see a lot of people, they jump into every single platform. Like, of course, maybe get your hand, your social handles just in case you do want to utilize those platforms at some point. Um, just secure those. But if you're trying to do, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok is even one, Pinterest, LinkedIn, like you're trying to do them all, uh, you're going to stretch yourself too thin, especially if it's a small business who doesn't have, like, the budget for um, a marketing team or a big marketing budget in general 
uh, you're going to stretch yourself too thin. And it's a, it's a lot more work than I think people give it credit for. So definitely uh, try to try to gauge, you know, the audience, um, you know, your customer base, you know, try to see what you can get from that alone and then work from there. So like Facebook's usually a good start. Um, Instagram, I, I like a lot. I, I, um, I don't see anything wrong with a, a small business getting in getting an Instagram account. Um, I've seen one particular client who I actually thought wouldn't do well on Instagram, um, but they're actually taking off and actually gaining clients and uh, converting sales um, on Instagram, which is crazy to see. Uh, this is an industry you wouldn't expect. Uh, it's uh, workplace safety training. And something like that, you would think, you know, it's a lot older age group and it is a little more male dominant just because it is a lot of construction workers and stuff like that so Facebook was you know a no-brainer for that particular company and that brand uh, but when they decided to do Instagram I was able to assist with that and I was actually you know shocked at the amount of engagement on that platform which is one of the more exciting things I find about marketing in general because uh, you know I like I said in the beginning, I'm always learning, and uh, I might have jumped the gun with my assumption that it wouldn't work. But you know, we gave it a shot. You know, we put the effort and time in, and uh, it just it's taken off. So it just goes to show you never know. That's uh, that's really great to hear. You know, especially in the age we live, where it it really is mobile first, and everybody's on their phone. I think of something like, you know, your story about Instagram there and how, you know, just simply kind of posting some things is now converting into sales. Uh, that's that's really awesome. Like that, That's great to hear. Makes it very easy for that business owner or, you know, marketing people, sales, whoever might be on that account to easily interact with people as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, high quality content, high quality images, you know, especially if I just go back to that industry for a second. Like I said, it's a lot of like, you know, construction or like business, like other small business businesses that, um, you know, want to showcase their work because that's really what it's all about. You know, uh, a potential customer comes along, they want a new, just throwing this out there, like a stone driveway. You know, you have a company that, that does the stone driveways and they're just showcasing these beautiful layouts and this beautiful work you know, Instagram image-based platforms. So like what perfect way to showcase your work than these high quality images of your work, right? By connecting that uh, with the workplace safety training, uh, the reason why that worked was because yes, you do have a lot of these trades that are showcasing their work with these high quality images. Um, and the reason that works with the training, the training business is because uh, by law, these companies do need certificates to be renewed every couple of years or so. So if they're on Instagram, these businesses, and there's a lot of them, just because of the law, they need us. So by us just being there in that, like a presence on that platform, they're gonna need to go somewhere and why not us? Because we've marketed ourselves to be, you know, the best in this region and this great company, right? Uh, which it is, so. Awesome. That's really good insight there. So my next question, Vince, is 
if I'm a small business with no presence whatsoever online, I just opened up my local Tom's Bakery. We got the corner shop downtown. How do I go about establishing this online presence? First things first, let's just say Tom's Bakery just opened up brand new business. You know, you're full of passion and promise and you just want to get your name out there. So my recommendation is the first thing you do is set up a Google My Business. Google My Business is a free tool that allows you to promote your business profile and website on Google search and maps. Okay, so keyword free. So yes, use it. So if you ever search a business, let's say you went into Google and you searched pizza, you'll notice localized searches will show up near you of like different pizza businesses. And they'll show up on the map and you'll see their website, their hours of operation and, and more information. That's Google My Business. So you can set that up for free. And that's also a way that people can start leaving Google reviews, which are great. And, um, you know, some photos of your business so people can see. So that's step number one. Another free option and definitely recommended is to open up a Facebook business page. Very easy to do. Just like when you make your own personal Facebook profile, you can set up a business page. It's great. You have all your information on there, you know, your hours of operation, your phone number, your address, everything. And uh, also that ties in with social media because obviously when you're posting content, blog posts or newsletters, you can post on there too. So those are the two first things I would do. Add on to more social media, you know, like I said earlier, just finding out what works and your audience. But another thing you should do, and this one isn't free, it will cost you money, is get yourself a website. It's absolutely key. So I see a lot, I have seen businesses in the past where they you know, not so much anymore. I don't see it, but I have seen in the past where, you know, businesses didn't see the value of a website. They would just say, oh, I got a Facebook page. That's fine. A Facebook page personally shouldn't be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A Facebook page shouldn't be a replacement for a website. It should be sort of like an add-on. So think of like, I'm just going to make a random analogy uh you have a sunday with your website which is your website and the cherry on top on the sunday that's the facebook page so they kind of work together right because the facebook page leads people to the website and vice versa but yeah get yourself a website there's tons of options out there you could try to create your own but uh hire a developer <laughs> It just yes, your it's money, very very important. Yes, <laughs> your money will go a long way. Trust me, they'll make sure everything's top notch. Um, you know, everything's implemented properly. AODA standards, SEO practices, things like that. You know, and if you're spending the money, hire a designer too. Uh, they'll work with you to help you touch up your brand if you needed to, or just give you ideas on how you can maybe find that perfect look you're looking for for the website. But uh, yeah, so Google My Business first and foremost, you know, Facebook business page for sure, uh, and get a website. And from there, you know, just gain some traction, get the word out. Obviously, word of mouth is still key. That's a huge one, and that goes such a long way. Uh, once your business starts, you know, time goes by, you'll start to notice, you get that momentum, and then start, you know, collecting some data from your 
you know, insights. I'm sure you, by, if you have a website, you'll have Google Analytics, um, Facebook metrics, and you can start to see where you can go from there with maybe different social media platforms. And um, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, and and just to kind of touch on on that data that you're you're getting, I'm sure you'll be able to kind of figure out what say posts do work, what posts don't work. Uh, again, who your audience is, because you know at, here at Tom's Bakery, I might think that it's uh, you know one age group, but it turns out that. Uh, it's a whole other age group that's actually interested in what I do. So I'm sure at that point, I want to then kind of shift my marketing efforts to maybe target different groups of people. For sure. Exactly. So you mentioned a bunch of great free options, which is awesome. Everybody likes free. Uh, <laughs> and then you also did mention some some paid ones as well, which leads me to another question, which is as a small business what should my marketing budget be? So it, it depends on in terms of what you want to spend in terms of marketing. So you could spend money for more search engine optimization. You can do PBC, which is pay-per-click advertising. There's email marketing, there's social media marketing, and so on, right? So, you know, you're a small business fresh out the gate. It's like, what do you do? Do you just blow all this money right away? It's, I wouldn't recommend that. For example, pay-per-click advertising. I've seen businesses try it out. It does nothing for them. Um, a lot of times they're trying to do it themselves and they don't really understand how it all works. I wouldn't start with PPC for a small business because um, you just won't see that return. In terms of search engine optimization, yeah, you can hire uh a team or developer to kind of implement more practices or more SEO. You know, a lot of times with marketing, it depends, you know, how hard you want to go with it. I've seen a business who had very small business, their marketing budget was just was 40 to $70 a month. That's it. Promoted ads. You probably see promoted ads on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. You know, that's, I think that's what this business was using their, their budget on. They were just, you know, they'd had someone that was creating content. For social media and then they were using you know that seventy dollars a month to just promote specific ads which was actually doing well for them it depends which way the business owner wants to go with it where did you know it, it all has to be quantifiable right you have to be able to justify that cost and the only way you can do that is you know sometimes you have to take a shot in the dark and just see if this works and if not then you just kind of eat that cost but you know that's what the data is there for right so you do your best to get that data. So let's say we're on Facebook and we're noticing we have so much more engagement on Facebook as opposed to any of our other platforms. Now we can say, okay, let's, let's put out an ad for two weeks. Let's promote this ad for two weeks on Facebook. You know, you create something really, you know, like a promotion, maybe it's a, it's a giveaway or there's a, a sale, a promotion for like, I uh, just going to, put this out there. I know Father's Day is coming up. So some companies are doing Father's Day sales, uh, you know, from now until June 20th. So maybe that's something we'll spend a bit of our budget on to promote that ad until the 20th. You can spend 20,000 a month or you can spend 40. You know, it depends where you're at, at in your business. It depends, you know, how far you want to take it. You know, maybe some businesses don't even want to, they don't, 
want to do marketing yet. They just want to focus on you know creating that quality service um, and just getting the people talking just from that quality, from that service that they provide or that product, those good products. Um, and then maybe they want to do marketing down the road. No, but I hope yeah. that I hope that makes some sense. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. And you know, one thing I find very interesting is the fact that your needs could change, you know, month to month, for example, right? Mm -hmm. And as you were saying, you know, you might want to pump some money here, put some money there, uh, see what works, what doesn't. Um, it sounds like it's uh, always a battle, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is, it is. Uh, if you wanted to get, like, really specific, um, there are suggestions out there you know in terms of if you want to get down to numbers um you know certain percentages of revenue that a business a business should allocate towards marketing uh depending on you know where the business is in its lifespan whether it's b2b or b2c uh so you you can get really it can get really intricate sometimes a business just they try something and it just doesn't work and that's fine. That's normal. You know, hopefully you learn from that. And sometimes a business hits a home run. And I, I've seen that too. Awesome. So I think we've covered all of our topics for today. Uh, and just to kind of recap here, uh, we talked a little bit about how to start your online presence as a small business, maybe what your marketing budget should be the benefits of starting a blog for your company and of course establishing social media presence as well. All right. Well, before we wrap this up, just as a little teaser, I believe we have a guest next episode. Is that correct? Yes, we do. Who is it? You'll have to find out next time on the podcast. Join us next time on the next episode. I'm Vince. And I'm Tom. See you next time. Thank you.